It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast with our friend John Owning. Landon, Not what's much. going on, and sir? Actually, uh, you guys should check out the Best Coast Boys podcast this week because it may feature our friend Marcus yeah. Mosier, which should be interesting. So, uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to talk yeah. some Cowboys football. I always love these questions. We got. We always get the best questions from our guys. It's fantastic. So I'm excited to see what we got. Yeah, we have. We have some great questions, but I don't. I'm not sure I, I qualify to be on Best Coast Boys podcast because I no, am on the least sure. coast right now. It's it's cold. I'm miserable. Uh, so I, I'm I'm not sure if I'm up to it, but we'll we'll see how that. Well, goes. Best Coast but Best um, Coast Boys right, are not so afraid of. So let's go ahead and jump into. I was gonna say Best Coast Boys are not afraid of some shot and fraud, so we can definitely uh, you know laugh in your uh, in your misery if, <laughs> if necessary. That's right. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and jump into some of our questions today. Uh, we've got some really good ones, and this first one is one I've been wanting to talk about from a long, for a long time, and it comes from Schmackle01. He wants to know, what type of wide receiver do you think can take this Cowboys offense to the next level? Uh, I started to watch some draft film over the last couple of days, started to watch you know the first 10 or 11 receivers in this class, and the more that I watch some of these guys, the more questions I have about what type of receiver really would make the Cowboys better. So I'm going to toss it to you, Landon. What would you like to see the Cowboys add this offseason to maybe help Dak out a little bit? Well, I think you know a lot of this is going to be hinging on how they feel about what they're going to do with Beasley. You know, I, I think that that's going to be a kind of a, a a point of contention of or that will kind of dictate that a little bit further, but. I tend to think that if you if you look at this without Beasley, which I, I'm kind of assuming that he might move on. Let's have this conversation as if Beasley isn't going to be on the team because I think I think that's pretty real uh, realistic as you you said. Okay, so uh, with that in mind, then I would say, you know, we definitely could use another inside outside guy, as I would describe him as someone that's comfortable running the slot, running the from the outside as well. Uh, a speed guy, I think, you know, less of a, you know, full-size wide receiver and more of a guy who is uh, able to play with some speed, able to take the top off, uh, but also able to maybe 
win with some quickness, and I'm I'm willing to sacrifice a little bit of size. Uh, but I, I think that kind of a guy that that you know would either fit in as a really good uh, versatile. Uh, number three that you could kind of put all over the field as needed. I, I think the issue with, I, I think you want to see a, 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 some Amari Cooper in the slot. I, I like seeing him there, and, and without uh, without Beasley, I think there's more room in there for sure. Um, but I also think that if you're going to have that, that you need a guy who can kind of, you know, mirror that and be the person who's on the outside when Cooper's inside, you know, and and so. Uh, you kind of need that third guy who can be a, a kind of jack of all trades or, or you know at least a, a guy who can play all three positions uh and so that you can you know properly move Cooper around to where you want him to get him open so uh, a guy that that can kind of play all three spots maybe a little I prefer someone with a little bit more speed than size I would say at this point um and, and a guy who is reliable I think you know maybe not a total burner but a guy who you know wins with speed and route running uh and who could play all three spots i i mean i i really struggle with this one because i appreciate cole beasley's game so much uh, i, I sure. know how valuable having a player that like that who can move the chains uh, and keep drives live is uh so if if beasley is gone yeah, I think slot receiver becomes a, a big need. But I'm also looking at the Cowboys as like this. Uh, I love Amari Cooper. I think he's a fantastic number one receiver. One of his bigger flaws, though, is he's just not a great red zone receiver. I, I mean, there's certain routes that he can do very well. He can run a slant, but he's just not going to high point the ball consistently well. So could the Cowboys explore going out and getting one of these big-bodied six foot five, six foot six receivers to help them in the red zone? I, I mean, I could see a scenario where if you bring in one of those guys, they help out right away, and all of a sudden they're catching six, seven, eight touchdowns as a rookie. Um, so I'm going to be fascinated to see what the Cowboys do here. My kind of belief is that they're going to go for more of the traditional slot receiver. Uh, we obviously saw them draft Ryan Switzer. We know they like Cole Beasley. They've drafted uh, Danny Cole before from Virginia Tech to kind of fill that role. Uh, it, it's probably safe to assume that that's the type of receiver they want now, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of what they're looking for um, uh, at this point. So uh, it's it definitely would those all those guys that you mentioned would kind of fit the bill of what they're what they're generally looking for. I, I don't think they're going to poo poo any good player, but if you're looking for kind of a general archetype that they're looking for, yeah, I mean, I think that would that would do it. All right, our next question comes from Joshua. He wants to know which safety position. Do the Cowboys have the biggest need for this offseason? You know, it's tough. I, I kind of think that they could take either, really. And, and, and as long as it's a good player, feel good about it. Um, I, I tend to think that it's probably easier to get a strong safety, uh, unless you're specifically going... Uh, uh, you know, specifically going for Earl Thomas. Um uh, but otherwise, I'm not opposed to getting a, a strong safety in here, and uh, you know, and, and then just continuing to upgrade Woods or continue to have him, you know, develop. Um, I, I I would probably lean towards a strong safety unless it was like a serious upgrade, like uh, Earl Thomas or something like that. So, and even then, I think with right. his age, it's coming back off of an ACL. Like it's. I think there's questions there, but I, I would say generally probably a strong safety. 
Uh, this next question comes from Clint. If Tyrone Crawford's contract is his biggest flaw, why not restructure it? Haven't they done this numerous times already with other veterans? Uh, it's kind of a tricky question because it's not its not so much that they can restructure and push it down. It's just that he, he's getting paid so much, right? So you'd almost have to extend him. Uh, and I'm not sure the Cowboys want to extend him way you know, into his mid-30s, right? I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't have a problem with extending him if it brought his number down a couple years. I mean, with the idea that his extension number is kind of, you know, a lot lower than it had been. Um, I, you know, I, I, if the deal's right, I'm, I'm not opposed. I love him. Like, I, I want him on my team. I want him in my locker room. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it depends on how it gets structured. But if, if, if we can ex- extend him and lower his number, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. All right, one more question before we take a break. Uh, this one comes from Mike White. Is Scott Linehan literally Voldemort? I- I'm not sure who Voldemort is because I'm not a Harry Potter fan. I, I think this is the <laughs> correct reference, right? Yes, yeah, it is. Uh, I, I mean, he gets he gets. So treated. what does this mean to me? Well, You're gonna have to explain this one to me. So I, I mean, listen, I'm not, you know, a huge Harry Potter fan either, but I've seen the movies. Uh, but like Voldemort's the bad guy. Uh, he's. <laughs> evil i i don't really know uh, like i think that's a very so yes I, that's a reach i, I think because uh it, it's <laughs> i think people's hatred for scott linehan is uh is is overblown to a certain degree yeah i disagree um let's go ahead and take a break and we will come back and answer some more of your twitter questions you know ever since i started this podcast people have been asking me for my advice usually it's what team to bet on this week The truth is, I don't always know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you've got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They have been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me in the past, and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, and they pay. It's that simple. They have in-game, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each week. If you join now, my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use promo code locked on to activate that offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's my bookie. And don't forget to use the promo code locked on when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, this one comes from Bradley. Is giving Dak Prescott a big contract in the best interest for the Cowboys? A lot of Dak Prescott haters out there, Landon. Yeah, and I, I really don't know how to help you guys. Uh, yes, it is. I, I, he's he's a 
he's the franchise quarterback. So he's going to get a lot of money. Y'all just need to make peace with that. I, I, this, I, I don't really know how to continue yeah, to, sell this, to sell this guy to people. Like, you know, at some point, you're just not going to like him. So, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. He's, he's earned it, and he's going to probably earn it some more. It's one of these things where if Dak would have came after Chad Hutchinson and Drew Henson and Clint Sterner, he would be the favorite player in franchise history for most uh, for most fans. But because he came after Romo, there's just going to be this natural, we wish we had Tony Romo, Prescott's not as good as Romo, blah, 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 blah. Prescott's your franchise quarterback. I've seen enough from him now in three years where I feel comfortable paying him and, and believing him for in him for the next several years. I think uh, like if be you okay don't like there. Dak Prescott and you're a Cowboys fan, like it may be time to sit down for a little while because it's gonna be a while. All right, like either get on board <laughs> yeah. or just you know be quiet and sit in the back or choose another team. So, all right. So this one. This uh, uh, this next question I really like uh, comes from Daniel. What were your top three favorite Cowboy games from the last five seasons? Now, you might not be able to think of three off the top of your head, but at least give us one, Landon. What was your favorite game over the last five seasons? Um, over the last five seasons? Oh, my God. Oh, so my that's God. what, 2018, 17, 16, 15, 14? Yeah, the last, yeah, the last five years, all the way back to 2014. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. I can barely remember what happened week one this season. Uh, uh, yeah, We yeah. lost. <laughs> well, it wasn't that game. Um, <laughs> the favorite game of the last five seasons. Hey, you, I'll, I'll give you yeah, one, so that way you can think. Okay. My, my favorite game, and this is from a little bit of a location bias, uh, but was their 2016 game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, that was kind of the, the first game where I really uh, started to open my eyes about the ceiling of the, the, the Prescott-Zeke era. Uh, they went into Pittsburgh against a really good Steelers team that went to the AFC Championship game that year and put up, I think it was like 39 points on them. They ran right through them. Prescott had 350 yards passing. And it was also kind of nice they beat the Steelers. So that that was one of my favorite games for the last five years. Man, um, let me think. Uh, I would say uh, a couple. Of all, the two or three stick out. Um, I would say that this season, uh, the game against uh, the Giants – uh, really, you know, this, it stood out because it felt like it was just such a, a a gutty win, right? It was just like they didn't necessarily need to win it at all, but they went in there and they did. So that game really kind of stood out on a like on a personal attendance level. Uh, Dak's rookie season, the preseason game I went to in LA, uh, that was that was personally yeah. great just because of what it was and what you know the, the environment was was fantastic, um, and. I was on a cruise yeah. watching that game. I was in a casino at the blackjack table, and there was a big TV behind the dealer watching that game. So that I, that one was very, very uh, that a was, good that memory. Was definitely for interesting. Me. And then I would say <laughs> probably uh, Green the Green Bay Packer game from uh, 2016, uh, where they go into Green Bay with you know and they, you're still not sure. I mean, you're four and one. You're still not exactly sure how good this team is or how good Dak is even at this point, right? And then you go in there into Green Bay uh, and you beat them by two touchdowns in Green Bay. Um, I, I, that was that was 
yeah. really, really impressive and kind of really reframed the debate on who is this guy, you know? So I'd say those three kind of stick out. Uh, one more for me that I really enjoyed uh, was in 2014, uh, the Cowboys played the Eagles in Philadelphia late in December. Uh, that was the game where Dez had three touchdowns, if you remember. Uh, Philadelphia actually took the lead in that game late in the third quarter. Uh, they were playing the Rocky song, and their their crowd was going nuts. And then Romo just casually walked the ball 80 yards down the field, took the lead, and the Cowboys won that game. And basically won the division with with that week. So uh, that was one of my favorite games from that season. So uh, let's go ahead and move on to some other questions. Um, this cu- question comes from Carlos. If the Cowboys get rid of Linehan, do you expect them to get rid of Kellen Moore? I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, and I don't know that that's I, – I, I think that's not uncommon for, you know, especially offensive coordinators to – you know, want their own guys, especially at key positions. Quarterback position would be one. I mean, I think just if if you're running your offense, you want a guy who see. I mean, the quarterback. Here's the thing: the quarterback coach's job is not so much to teach the quarterback how to be a quarterback. It's about breaking down film, helping you know, helping be an extra pair of eyes in the room as someone who understands the offense in and out, uh, and uh, uh, it is you know. Seeing the defense, uh, reading, looking at the defensive tape through those eyes, right? So I, I would think it'd probably be pretty important that you have a quarterback coach who you are very simpatico with as an offensive coordinator. So I wouldn't be surprised just because uh, you have an offensive coordinator that just by default you would have a new quarterback coach. Uh, and, and I don't know if that has anything to do with uh, with. I mean, it probably has a little bit to do with the fact that <laughs> Kellen Moore is such a Scott Linehan guy, but I, I would think that even if Linehan had more right. generic uh, quarterback coaching, uh, a new offensive coordinator would probably dictate a new quarterback coach. All right, and my last question for you, Landon, this one's from at underscore Texas. <laughs> I love this question. Uh, what are the odds of Jason Garrett winning a Super Bowl next season? <laughs> uh, 200 to 1. I think according to uh, Boveda or whatever. So there you go. Bovada? <laughs> the same as the Eagles. Bovada uh, or whatever. I don't, uh, <laughs> it's the same as the Eagles I saw, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, 201 seems a little bit low for me. I, I would say 50 to 1. I, I, listen, I'm, I'm going to be more of an optimistic maybe it was tw- uh, person this year, right? Was it 20 to uh, 1? It might have been 20 to 1. I might have gotten <laughs> wrong by a power of 10. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I don't oh, know. I thought I you don't were being odds. just pessimistic saying 200 to 1. Oh, no, no. I 200 to 1 was just, is like what? <laughs> I, I don't give odds. So I was just reciting what what, what I remembered the, the – I thought I remembered reading what was. I think, I think now that I'm saying it's 20 to 1. Uh, yeah, that that makes a little bit more sense. Two hundred to win is like what Alabama would be if they played in the NFL. But mm. oh well, I mean, we will see what happens with Jason Garrett. I'm, we know how I feel about Jason Garrett, but they've got a good team, and like I say every year, if you get into the tournament, anything can happen. Uh, yeah, that's that. That is absolutely true. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.